0: Welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Hello, I'm Carla Richards.
1: And I'm Brittany Lysing,
0: And this <laughs> is, is Life, life
1: Pairings. Pairings.
0: Because <laughs> life is hard A
1: pair with alcohol.
0: Brittany obviously needs more coffee. Yeah,
1: I didn't even respond. I was just like, I was like, hey, Carla, I'm Brittany in my head. (laughs) I was like, go. I was like, what do you pause for audience applause or what? (laughs) And then I was like, oh, that's me. That's my line.
0: Yeah. Lift that arm up, lightly touch it down. Sit back and listen to that glorious sound as today's life bearing is record stars with a dark and stormy.
1: Ooh, We discuss Beethoven, highway hi-fi, and a little bit of pretentiousness.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, it's fine. We can own up to it. (laughs) 100%. You obviously have records in your... Your home, we went, we went to, to a record store recently for this episode? Yes. Yeah.
1: Um yeah, I love records. I uh, my sister kind of got me more into uh records. I don't know what all of a sudden she wanted it for. She just mm-hmm. like out of the blue kind of was like I want a record player. So she asked for one for Christmas like 10 years ago and then she kind of has just been upgrading and then she continues to collect records and kind of asks for them every day or every birthday and Christmas and so She's got quite the collection and then we've uh, obviously lived together as I've mentioned 300 times on the podcast. <laughs> uh, so we, uh, yeah, she's got a pretty cool setup and I, I just kind of started buying records following her her lead and then we kind of started to have a pretty cool collection. So now mm-hmm. it's it's just such a nice experience. Like, We have a TV, we have all the Wi-Fi speakers, we have the Bluetooth, anything, you know what I mean? Like, we have all the stuff, but it's not the same. Um, And it's just so nice on a Saturday or Sunday morning to get up a little late in the afternoon or a little late in the morning, have some coffee, put on a record, and just, like, listen to the birds chirp outside. Like, there's just, like, it's so, uh, we like it so much. So now, kind of, this has been... When I have an opportunity to go out in a record store, I always go and buy something, a little something cheeky, and come back. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's kind of like it's it's a nice bonding thing for the two of us, and it's also just something that I've started to really enjoy uh, and prefer over any other music experience, I guess.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 What does it mean to you? Um. So I kind of same thing. Like I totally randomly back when they were selling record players at Urban outfitters or whatever yeah they were big all of a sudden they would come in those little suitcases yeah so I bought one of those um and started really trying to get like older stuff right you know like the, the the classics the Beatles the CCR um Elton John all that stuff I actually talked to my uncle uh about this he's a big audiophile so he was giving me all this information about this kind of stuff so we were talking about all of this um, and, and sort of how, you know, it was a very short time for LPs right? and now they suddenly come back. But he made a comment, he phoned me the next day after we had had this chat and he was like, you know, last night I just sat down and I pulled out all my records and I just had a really nice night of just listening to, Oh yeah. you know, a, like an actual album. And uh, he made a very good point of this is how a – Band wants you to listen to the music. Yes, right? it's this song after this song.
1: They're telling a story, much like you're a writer, mm-hmm. I'm a comedian, and I'm sure people who mm-hmm. make movies and things like that. There's a sequence. There's a reason they put it together that way. Um, it used to be an experience, and now we can kind of just cherry pick and, and take it on uh, and make our own thing out of it. But if yes, you, if you really want to like immerse yourself in the experience of what that artist was trying to create, which <laughs> a little percent the most pretentious sentence i've ever said you know if you really get into the work carla
0: i mean if you really really their their craft
1: yeah really experience their craft their art
0: (laughs) i mean like i'm a huge music fan and i consume a ton of music because i especially when i was working full-time i would listen to music as much as possible while i was working i would make um, playlists from spotify Uh, and I just realized, like, this, when I was doing research for this episode, I was, like, going through, I was, like, okay, I gotta go through some of my old playlists because, like, even from three months ago, I'm, like, holy shit, my, one of my favorite bands, Death Cab for Cutie, released an album. Yeah. I took it, I threw it in a a playlist, and then completely forgot about it. Oh, yeah,
1: because, you know what, it, it, we're over, we're, it's so oversaturated with, Mm -hmm. you know, the market is just, like, you can get. And we've become spoiled little babies. We can get what we want, when we want. Like, I remember even as a kid uh, listening to the radio to hear anything that was new. Yeah. And that's where you heard it first. You didn't have access to any, like, get the album or anything like that. They released it on the radio. So they performed it on TV or released it on the radio. And that was the first single you heard from the new album so then it was like and then like it was marketed so well it was like we will be releasing the album at this time and then you Exactly, it was it.
0: much more of an experience. Yeah. Uh I I was more by that time that I kind of had gotten into that stuff. I it was CDs.
1: Yeah, it was CDs for me too. Um we had just kind of moved out of the tapes. I can remember tapes uh Mm-hmm. I was just old enough to start making and receiving mixtapes, which I'm, right. I'm glad I didn't miss that. Cause it was yeah. just such a, uh, the CD wouldn't finally when we could burn CDs, which wasn't until much later after the CD right. came out, but it was uh, the, the mixtape experience was like, you had to have two tape players side by side and you had yeah. to play one and record the other. And like, it was like early, early editing. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, yeah. I felt that way like the first time I edited a podcast I was like oh my god this is so much like next song finishes start that like you know like that was the memory that it triggered
0: Mm -hmm. but yeah there's and I think like that's the thing is a playlist is very personal for you but an actual album is going to be very personal for that
1: from the artist
0: artist yeah yeah Yeah, so
1: which I like though I like that
0: Mm -hmm. no I think that's and it's a better way to listen to it, I think, too. And because it's a lot more, we've kind of talked about this a little bit about like that sort of slowing down, you know, enjoying your drink a little bit of the that. And that's really what kind of, I think, record stores and you know, you go into a record store, you have to actually physically flip through things, which is great. Yeah. F- um,
1: I'll get into it in the psychology a little bit. But the physicality mm-hmm. of it all is is really um, one of the main ex- reasons why we it's it's had such a comeback.
0: Right. Okay. So sorry, we should, we should go into psychology then.
1: Cause... Yeah. Easy peasy transition. Um, mm-hmm. We're professionals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, one of the, like, I, I'll just dive right in there uh, on that note is that it truly is because we can feel it and touch it and it's ours. Right. So it, it, they call it the, um, the, this is mine theory. Okay. And it's a it's a possession theory. Like it's it's basically like you own it, you have it, it's yours, and then you can build nostalgia around both the physicality of that uh that item or experiences pertaining to that that thing. Like so you build nostalgia around just like, oh, I put it on the thing and then I touch like because nowadays we don't have that, everything is digital. Mm-hmm. Nothing is really yours anymore.
0: Yeah, so we st- I mean like there's probably like I've probably bought albums uh online that I do not own.
1: Oh yeah, uh, me too. I have like I mean and uh, switching from the iPhone to then the an Android, mm-hmm. I lost all my Apple accounts that I typically. Like I I have them on my computer but I don't really have access to like them on the daily.
0: And it's a pain in the ass. Like it's Yeah. It's a lot easier to just physically go and look at your collection yeah. that you own.
1: Well, and there's something even about like, and I mean this is maybe just a little bit of the OCD in me, but just like alphabetizing mm. it. Like it's Ooh. like truly like look like organizing it and looking at it. It's just feeling like it's yours. So that's that is like a major um contributor to why we like it so much. And because it's um uh, I'll touch on the nostalgia a little bit as well, is like, you know, things come back in waves. Mm -hmm. So it's something for us that we didn't really get to experience. We're millennials born in 1980. You're five, I believe. I'm yeah. 84. 84. And I'm 86. We missed the boat on that. So when it kind of came back it and we always heard our parents talk about it, like my parents had, uh, you know, crates and crates of records.
0: Yeah. I just got the end of it, but I'll be honest, my favorite vinyl was the california raisins
1: album (laughs) yeah we had that too dude oh did you yeah (laughs) 100% yeah (laughs) it was great it was great Um,
0: Uh, oh yeah like you could tell i was not getting into the classics
1: i can remember having children's songs like at a very young age like maybe like some of my earliest memories of picking out a record and playing them now that you mentioned Mm -hmm. that but it like soon, as soon as like the new, my parents were really like, uh, tech junkies. Like as soon as, especially my dad, like so, something new came out, he was like, yes. Right. Like, yeah. Like we were, I swear we were out sound surround for 80% of our childhood, just walking <laughs> around looking at speakers that we didn't ever buy. Right. But yeah, so I, a big, a big part of it is just truly the physicality owning it. It's yours. You get to have it. And then every experience surrounding that it now becomes nostalgic um, Mm -hmm. for you uh even you know like right down to like uh the corners being bent on a record or something like that Mm -hmm. you know yeah another thing too is the experience of it like like we talked about this we touched on this earlier this plays so much into the psychology of slowing down taking Mm -hmm. it out of the cover reading the liner notes like putting it on Mm -hmm. the turntable and watching it turn and you're almost seeing how the music is happening yeah like there's you have some connection to it
0: Uh, yeah absolutely and that's a big thing sir. that my uncle pointed out is cover art yes for albums it's not you know it's i mean you see it in the corner of your spotify thing you don't really pay attention it really used to be you know like a form of art
1: yeah a hundred percent it was like i can remember the cover of well, it would, again, I mean, it would have been CDs as I, as I was getting mm-hmm. older, but like, mm-hmm. uh, tapes were never a big thing for this.
0: No, I never no, remembered I like really... the cover
1: of tape covers. The tape was kind of no. in and out as it, the CD lasted longer. Yeah. But what I loved was like, I could, uh, you know, like look flipping through the liner notes and looking at the picture, like the Nirvana naked baby. Right. Yeah. Everybody knows what that album is, you know, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I re- I mean, those were the bands I was into at that time. Like the Dookie album from Green Day. Like I'll always yes. remember what that cover looks like.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, like if you go back further, the um, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club. Band oh, 100%. Album.
1: Abbey Road. You'll always know yeah. ab- them walking across the street, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like all these, the Eagles. I'll always remember mm-hmm. the Eagle Skull in the lake. Like it's a big blue album with an eagle skull floating in the lake. Like it's uh, these things, even, you know, like Steve Miller, the, 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 his major album, you know, the blue background and the horse and the, I don't know. It's all, it's burned into my memory. (laughs) And I associate all of that with the best times. Right. And even if I associate it with a sad time, it's only because I was sad and listening to it to make me feel better. Right. So that's another big thing is, is like, Going into the record store to buy this is another thing, which is mm-hmm. something we again just recently did. That it's an it's such an experience. Mm-hmm. It's its own thing. It's like you go, you flip through it. I mean, there's it's like it's almost being like in a music library. Yeah, it's not easy. Like to it's not laid out as easy as you. You know, I know. This- no, that's
0: kind of what you want. A little bit messy. Yeah, it's a little messy. Kind of random.
1: I like I mean it, it
0: took th- us like twenty minutes just to figure out the hell of, a of the store we were in.
1: I was already being like, is that a punk crack? I don't think that belongs in punk rock. <laughs> like I was already being like <laughs> questioning their system. Yeah. Um <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's just like the it's so much of it is just like the experience around it. The same way going to concerts used to be having to del- like, half the fun was getting the ticket to go.
0: Yeah. So I think how half- to be fair like especially during COVID um I don't know if you're going to mention this but that's the closest thing that we've had to live music. Yeah. Is that kind of record the sound of it is much more closer to a, a live concert than you know something you're going to hear on Spotify.
1: Oh, it, it it's so much it, it really is. I mean the the quality of the sound is so much different than anything else you'll ever hear. Yeah. It sounds like the band is playing there. Because yeah. when it when it when the sound is cleaned up so much, like the way
0: it is on a digital recording
1: or even on a mm-hmm. CD, you're not hearing like the reverb of the guitar the way it was recorded,
0: you know, or like any kind of like even if there's a little bit of an accident, right? Yeah, and that can make that can make a really lovely sound that would well, be cleaned up in a digital album.
1: Well, I'm one of my one of my thoughts is and perhaps this is not to do with records, but one of the best mistakes in a um recording ever was uh, Radiohead Creep. Right. When you go, you know that the guitar sound didn't didn't in the middle of the song. Yeah, it's that was recorded because he was so pissed off at the record label for making him record another like they were like you owe us another song, you know. Oh. and it was kind of forced upon them so when they released Creep he was like I'm not ready to release this and blah 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 and so he just cranked on his guitar in the middle of the s- song Yeah, and it's one of the most oh. iconic f- uh, flubs in in. Oh, I have to go back and listen to that it's one of my favorites um, yeah that's cool the- somebody, <laughs> somebody had I forget who it was they were just like why do white people love the song Creep so much
0: <laughs> I was like I don't know <laughs> but it's true. Maybe it there's something in in it that we relate to.
1: I guess so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I uh once again have gone to psychology uh, dot com or psychologytoday.com, which is one of my favorite websites. Um, mm-hmm. um and it uh, gives us a fun little thing. Like so there is such a resurgence of, of vinyl and you know record stores shopping and all this stuff in september of 2020 vinyl record sales surpassed digital cd sales for the first time since
0: 1986 no way yep that's crazy that is pretty crazy very cool though
1: very cool and all the study there there was a bunch of studies done as well based on like why like like they would they did like double blind studies to like play like play it a cd play the album play the whatever yeah. And just like far and above. Everyone chose vinyl as the best way to listen to something.
0: Yeah. There is something I think you're right. It's 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 not a complete like I then was having this conversation with my husband, who's a very he likes his metal and he likes his electronica. So he actually really likes digital music. Right. Because it is a lot of digital stuff. But it doesn't have the same heart. It feels just much more um, grounded in reality, I guess. That's such an interesting
1: way to put it. And you know what? Knowing your husband, uh, mm-hmm. he, that's what he would like for sure. Yeah, he would like that. It was like, yeah, it was scientifically put together. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like it all. Every beat has a place. Everything was put there for a reason, kind of thing. I like that. Um, that's yeah. not my way of. Li- I I'm much. No, more... I like the messy. I love the messy. <laughs> I love the heart. I love the heart. I love, uh, I love knowing that there was, there was either anger, sadness or happiness or giddiness or something like, you know, like so many things would happen when um, musicians collaborate in that Mm -hmm. space, you know, like the, it can go through, you know, all we were one of the best uh, albums uh, I think of all time is Fleetwood Mac Rumors. Yes. And that was recorded under great (laughs) duress. (laughs) Like they, yeah. they were yeah. all so fucking sad. Yeah, they were all dating each other and then broken <sighs> up and still like in love with each other, but couldn't get oh, out of that space. Story. They had to record, and so they couldn't move on. And all this love and sadness and anger was just like pumped into that music, and it was all because you know they basically because they signed a contract had to put an album out.
0: Yeah. But I mean that's the thing too. Like if you um the more I'm doing a lot more like audio uh editing learning, that's not correct. Um, you know, I watch videos and stuff and people talk about using audio equipment for for, or editing equipment, sorry, for music and like how much you can take the bass line singing and change it to be something totally different. And it's you know, that works. Yeah. Probably for like, you know, if you want to be dancing or something. But it's so... You can just take it now with the technology we have. You can take it so far from that bass. Uh, I mean, B-A-S-E. You know, sound of the instrument. Right. Or voice. What are you talking about? Like, if if you... When you're recording on... Generally, when they were doing vinyl, they were generally in a recording studio. Yep. Singing. And that was mostly what got put on the album, right? Right. Whereas with a the the digital technology we they have now, you record your song, and then maybe five people go work on it, right. and then it comes back and sounds totally different.
1: Right, 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 right. There, yeah, I know exactly. Like they've changed so much of it. Yeah. One of the first people to do that, uh, like that have that digital experience in an analog world, and uh, yes. you know them. You. Know you're gonna say. I love mentioning them. Uh, was Brian Wilson Beatles or sorry, from oh, the Beach Boys.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say share.
1: Oh, no. I was because the the way that the pet shop or pet sound, sorry, was layered. Um, yeah. It was layered all like it, there was no digital, but it was right. like the band would come and record their sound and then Brian Wilson would work on it when they were gone. He didn't even. Oh. He, they went on tour and he stayed back and he was basically like one of the first people to start layering tracks. Right. So he'd be like, Oh this sound this track sounds like good but we can layer the voices like five times on top of each other to get this like insanely rich acoustic
0: right so he was interesting and that's like that. a te- that's much earlier than i thought it was gonna be
1: well yeah so he kind of got that from um he like uh, learning a little bit from phil specter which would have been even okay. earlier than that yeah Doing things like that, and yeah, and then he was he was basically working on that record and building it track by track, without the band there, right? Huh. So yeah, pretty interesting actually. If like, there's incredible documentaries on on just the making of Pet Sounds, which are right. like show that process of recording that album, which is pretty cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. So
0: yeah, why why don't you take us into the past, Carla? Why don't you give us a little oh, right. history? I have a, a little funny thing for us Uh, again my uncle put me onto it uh how'd you like to play your music in the car how how'd you like to play a rat like a
1: record in the car
0: yes i
1: would i mean it would be the newest distraction i feel like i could get pulled over for but i like it
0: (laughs) yeah exactly so you have to remember like way back in the day you did not have a choice of what music you got to listen to in the car. No. You got to listen to radio. You could choose between radio. Yeah. Uh, that was it. So, LPs, this is like the long play albums, vinyl. Uh, they were introduced in, in 1948. So, these are the vinyls that play at uh, 33 and a third revolutions per minute. Ooh. So, this is the big stuff that we m- normally have.
1: Generally listen to. You.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, CBS, like the tv channel uh the ceo william paley hated the idea of putting records into a car (laughs) because obviously they had a radio station at that time oh so they're dipping in on them yeah so that's going to take other ad revenue but one of his um employees in a lab his name was dr peter goldmark goldmark sorry he was the head of CBS Labs in the 50s, and he actually was the inventor of the long-playing LP, that microgroove record. So he uh, he thought, hey, wouldn't it be nice for you actually to actually be able to choose your own music while you're in your car? Right. So he pitched this to CBS, and they obviously said, no, that's them. We don't want to. <laughs> Take it from our ad revenue. They also didn't think it would work because, obviously, like if you know anything about vinyl, you have to be very careful with it, right? Don't be throwing it into your car. No, there's no, you, there's no good case system for, <laughs>
1: for traveling no. with vinyl.
0: Yeah. Uh, but CBS at that time, they were the ones that were making the LPs and they were also making, I'm sorry, RCA, mm-hmm. they were the ones making the 45s, the single. So that's the ones that would only like have a one song per side. Yeah.
1: Th- those were so, I've accidentally bought those just like for my lack of, <laughs> uh, you, like not even understanding what it is, you know? Yeah. And then I just, I'm like, this song, this has like two songs on
0: it. <laughs> 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 so the thing is, is like, if you had this, cause they're a smaller size. That would be maybe easier to put into a car stereo, but the problem is, then you have to change. Like, can you imagine having to like pull pull out your album every time the song ends while you're driving? I mean, this is not not a great idea. I used to I used to drive down the
1: highway on the way at <laughs> one way down to work. I used to work about uh-huh. two or, two or three hours away, and I would fire up a cigarette, smoke just a whole pack and yeah. smoke drink a coffee and talk on the phone the whole way there so you know i'm not i'm not i'm not you could do it i'm then. not saying you should i'm just saying I'm, i've got it in me i could change the record yeah.
0: yeah uh so versus the lps that we've been kind of talking about that normal vinyl they hold about 20 minutes per side so that's a little bit easier so what he did is he actually made a different kind of record. He made an ultra, gro- ultra I don't know, an ultra micro groove record that was a third of the width of an LP. And he also slowed the turntable down. So it was actually uh, seven inches. So it looks like those old sort of 45s, mm-hmm. but it has the same amount of music as an LP, So that's cool. (laughs) This is almost like, it's almost like on the way to a CD. Exactly, exactly. And so he put it into one of his higher end Chrysler cars. He figured out a way that he could, it couldn't fit in the glove box. That was what they wanted. It was in the glove box but he couldn't get it in so he put it under. Kind of looks, kind of, it looks quite cool. We'll post some pictures on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, And he designed it so it would only skip really on like severely bad pavement now i mean think back to your days of your if you don't if you didn't have a record player in your car and you don't have experience of this think back to the days of like your discman and holding that and trying not to skip the cd in your discman dude the money
1: we saved up and spent on discmans because they were like (laughs) it was like ultra shock wave resistance because yes what inevitably happened every single time is like you go for a run because that's when you wanted to listen to CDs and yeah. I was like bah, bah, bah. it would just skip the whole time <laughs> Frig
0: Yeah, so obviously if you're in a car it's gonna skip but like I said CBS didn't want to have anything to do with it they didn't think it would work, they didn't want the competition for their radios, uh stations so instead and this is very uh, cheeky uh, Goldmark took it to Chrysler directly Oh. And they loved it and they started marketing it for their nineteen fifty-six model. So it was a two hundred dollar addition that you could get with your new car, which works out to be about eighteen hundred dollars today.
1: Oh.
0: But <laughs> couple couple issues. Okay. Um number one, Crazy didn't install the unit as carefully as Goldmark had. And especially when they were started, they actually put them in their lower end end vehicles like Dodges and Plymouths, which had very bad suspension. So obviously the records skipped and so warranty claims were made. So that not good. Not good. Right. Also, the records had to be specially made, right? You couldn't just take in what you were buying in the record store. And unfortunately, CVS was the ones that were making these albums. So A, they didn't want this thing in, in, the, in the cars, but they had to produce these special records because they were the only ones that could make them. Right. And so the CEO, Paley, he hated rock music. <laughs> He's so just, mid-50s, oh, right? I'm pi- like, I'm, good time.
1: I'm just picturing uh, the guy from uh, Footloose oh i still haven't seen that yet you've never seen footless i know oh, i know i'm sorry i didn't mean that was so judgy in tone
0: no you should be judgy that
1: one it's hey if you've got nothing going on this afternoon pop her in pop the oh, old vhs in
0: <laughs> speaking of things that are a little bit dodgy and can be easily broken yeah so a lot of it was there's only 42 records that they produced for this oh wow So, a lot of it was, like, there was classical, there was jazz, there was a spoken word reenactment of the Battle of Gettysburg. (laughs) Woo!
1: Yeah. You know, this is where podcasts came from. (laughs) (laughs) We're making fun of it, but we're just like, hey, do you guys want to hear information?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There was also Disney's Davy Crockett soundtrack for the kids. I love that. Yeah. So obviously not going well. So they discontinued it in uh, 1959. So Chrysler sold, when they first came out, they sold 365, sorry, 3,685 Hi-Fi units in 1956. Holy. In 1957, that number goes down to 675. Oh, that's a drop. Yeah. That's- so this was called the Highway Hi-Fi, which I like the name. I think it's cute. <laughs> it's nice.
1: Uh yeah, I'm just, I, I'm just this is all this is doing is triggering music memories, and now I'm remembering yeah. Ricky Gervais on The Office, uh, singing his high high <laughs> his highway songs, his highway rock song. Oh, I'm on the highway yeah. of love. Have you heard that?
0: Mm. Ricky Gervais. I can't get through the British Office. Really? Oh, it's a truce. Oh no. <laughs> it's my uh my white whale. One of my many white whales. Oh, me too. <laughs> I have a lot of white whales. Me too. Any book ever
1: um <laughs> three quarters of the way through and I'm like, well, I think I've put in a good racket. <laughs>
0: yep, yep. So in then in 1960 and 61 Kraser replaced the highway hi-fi with RCA's Auto Victrola <laughs> uh, and that could play a stack of up to 1445s. So remember you, I I never had one, but in um when you could get cds you could get this thing that could go in your trunk and you could put in like a bunch of cds
1: oh yeah well my and mom's still can... in her vehicle has a cd changer
0: oh well, there you go but it's
1: built right into the stereo it's like it's like a five disc cd changer or something oh nice
0: oh. so this was again it was like right in kind of underneath the glove box uh but it was still 45 so it was only the um the singles it wasn't a full album uh, and it also skipped on the pavement, but it, if you parked the car, it was fine. So if you were like, you know, out with your lady.
1: I was going to say, if um, you're at, uh, so watching the submarines at Pecker's Point. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you never heard that saying? No. Nope. <laughs> I don't know what that means at all. That, my dad used to say, uh, where are you guys going tonight? And we'd go, oh, we're just going around, you know, and he's like, you guys going up to Pecker Point? Pecker's Point to watch the submarine races? <laughs> Which means you were just going to make out with someone in a car. Yeah. yeah.
0: So this would have been great for that, that kind of lover's lane, uh, empty parking lot <laughs> yeah. thing. Also where you mostly get murdered, I feel like Hundred percent. I've learned. Yeah. <laughs> Especially back then. <laughs> uh the UK had something called so it was the Phillips Mignon, I think, or Mignon. Uh the Beatles each had one of them in their cars cool and this actually lasted from 1958 to 1970 really yeah and these ones this the phillips one in the uk the 45s were actually slid into a slot in the front just like cds
1: oh cool
0: but it, again it would only hold one record at a time so not great for driving <laughs> if you have a dj beside you then you're fine
1: Oh, man. A couple of hard, like, you know, CDs were no better. You had them in your visor and you'd flip down the
0: thing and like fire them in there. I always have and still do because sometimes I break out a CD. This fear because, you know, you can put it on your finger. Yeah. Like through the hole or whatever. Mm -hmm. I have this weird fear that I'm going to get in a car accident. (laughs) And for some reason, that's going to slice my finger off. That's what I'm afraid of. Oh,
1: you think you're gonna? It's somehow going to come out of the visor down onto your. <laughs> frame. No, no.
0: When you hold it, you know you hold it. You put it. Oh, on your I see. Yeah. I, I do because that's kind of how you re you know you arrange things. I don't know why that's my fear because there's a lot of other things that can happen. <laughs> <laughs> <I> mean- <laughs> In a car accident. A hundred
1: percent. They're just like, uh, oh, they're like, there was an accident on Deerfoot Trail yesterday. Uh, the user, <laughs> the, the victim lost a finger in a tragic CD loading incident. <laughs> yeah. So, I I'm mean, like, it's pretty cool. damn it, this. she was right. <laughs> Watch out. Watch out.
0: So, this was like, yeah, back in the 70s that they were using this slot in the front, which is, you know, way before CD technology had that. So, that's really cool. But then eventually it was replaced by 8-Tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know when they were first installed in cars? 8-Tracks? Yeah. I'm going
1: to say uh, 1976.
0: Going oh, not too far off. 1965. Oh. I always think 8-Tracks and kind of associate it more with the 80s. So that was quite a bit earlier. Yeah, my parents talk a lot about 8-Tracks. So
1: that kind of would have been their day, like... They had us in the '80s, so I'm thinking the '70s, '60s. Yeah, they would have had.
0: Yeah, yeah. My dad had one, and all I remember is that he had Bruce Springsteen's "Born on the Fourth of July" album, Uh eight (laughs) track. Oh,
1: still listen to that?
0: Oh, it's so good. I think I have it on vinyl. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So yeah, so a kind of a very short period where if you had a lot of money, you could put a record player in your car. Hey,
1: I like it yeah we should you know what this is so like uh this is such a like a sketch that would end up on portlandia it's just like people's on <laughs> on like uh one speed bikes with record players yes uh, mounted on them or something oh my god oh yeah. the hipsters um <laughs> the pretentious hipsters
0: Uh, we are those pretentious 100 percent. i try not i
1: always people are always like aren't they so stupid i'm just like yeah oh god oh god how they like old things god i also just like (laughs) hey like you know with the ability now to sort of cherry pick the old old things that you liked and bring them back into the present Mm -hmm. i don't understand what's so bad about that i think that's a nice thing and and like you know hey i like brunch Yep. I like brunch. is that a hipster thing uh, yeah it seems to be every place I go is like some like diner deluxe in Calgary is just filled oh. with every good hipster you've ever <laughs> just everyone in a just a tiny beanie and uh army boots for some reason um, right, yeah well hey uh army boots are really comfortable and... <laughs> <laughs> keep the mud out well Carlos should I bring us into the future yes please well record stores have been such or records and vinyl release and all this stuff has come back uh so much into uh the future here that we now have record store day in Canada. Ah, yes. Um so it's basically like what happens is a bunch of artists release all their music now on these days or singles so that you can go to a participating record store and get like the latest vinyl of this artist so like oh cool yeah so we actually missed it by a couple of days which is hilarious yeah it shows goes to show you how much research we do on these things like in we're just like (laughs) let's go to the record store and then we went there like oh hey yesterday there was like a four block lineup and we're like why why um
0: <laughs> I think that's smart. We went on the day that wasn't it so
1: yeah, it. this is the whole thing. Just <laughs> wait a day and you'll be fine. Um yeah, yeah, so the record store day in Canada is on June twelfth and again on July 17th. Ooh. So there's two major dates that artists will release uh and then just also major deals too. Like you can go to a record right. store and get like, you know, major major uh it's like but it's like the boxing day of record stores. <laughs> cool essentially or the black friday of record stores. right wherever you live whatever greedy <laughs> holiday has been instilled into your culture mm-hmm. it's that mm-hmm. for records um uh, but yeah we missed it by a day which would have been a fun experience but i don't like lining up and grouping no. isn't great and it's covid no. so it's only like 33 percent capacity it would have been that we would have been grumpy we were grumpy yeah.
0: after like
1: 20 minutes in there and then yeah. we had to walk a block and go to a brewery <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was a very hard time. We were just like, oh,
1: God. <laughs> um, we worked so hard. But yeah, so check out, um, there's some pretty cool, uh, like, there's a website just called recordstoredaycanada.ca. And you can go there and see when things release on vinyl. It has, like, all the different, like, um, it's kind of the past merging with the future, right? Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's vinyl, but on the internet, and you can track all, <laughs> all the release dates. It's so a little bit of a. Uh, That's very cool interesting uh flip there uh but yeah so we missed it by a day we had the same we had a way lovelier experience because there was nobody in so. there
0: yeah and i think the whole thing is like you want it to be a slow process yeah you don't want to be like oh, i gotta get in and like get this album yeah i don't want to be that's rushed what you're doing that's, it's awful yeah.
1: because it's like yeah. first of all i i I can't see what I'm doing everywhere. I have terrible eyes. So I really like, regardless of even wearing my glasses, sometimes like I really got to focus in on what's happening mm-hmm, <laughs> and my brain mm-hmm. be dumb. So I'm just like, ah, oh, H I G no J fuck. I have to go back. A B C. <laughs> Stress yeah, yeah. right
0: out. Um, uh,
1: yeah. So I like that experience. I like to experience that alone.
0: Um, well, also I read somewhere that it's very meditative. Agree. Like, flipping through the bins
1: it absolutely so. is there's something and i didn't tell you this at the time and um mm-hmm. uh, it, this definitely was an experience i touched something and there was like a booger on it oh um but i'm not sure if it That's was mine fun. or somebody else's and i wasn't yeah. about to make a stink about it i was like listen people right. are already stressed already stressed out about COVID.
0: yeah <laughs>
1: i just wiped Uh-oh. it on my jeans and sanitized my hands oh. and moved on with my yeah. life i was like Fair. i don't believe this is mine <laughs> and you know what else it could have been the glue from the records you know what i mean right. like sometimes yeah. the glue let's go
0: with glue let's go with glue uh, i like that better yeah i agree um <laughs> so anyways but because we're we're gonna go into the next topic which is the drink, the drink and i don't want to think about boogers other things hey. nope, thank you fine so- I'll talk about glue. Yeah, I'll
1: talk about glue. <laughs> <for anything. laughs> well, so you picked um this week we are doing the dark and stormy. Yeah. Um, this is a Carla selection. Maybe you can give us a little insight as to why you picked this drink.
0: I quite like uh, ginger beer and I quite like rum, and I think the dark and stormy I've actually always associated with the kind of like writing, you know that that. Cliche um starting of a of a book, but it very much feels like you know if you're on a dark and stormy evening, sitting down, listening to some records, yeah, like that's just the perfect pairing to me.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. I love that. When I heard the name, the name already was like, oh yeah, that sort of feels like the perfect time to like be creative or, mm-hmm. you know, feel a little angst and like yeah. a little uncertainty, a little tortured, a tortured artist would drink yes. Dark and Stormy. Yeah. Um. So for those of you who don't know what a Dark and Stormy is, uh, it is two ounces of rum, three ounces of ginger beer and half an ounce of lime juice. So what you're going to want to do is fill a tall glass with ice cubes and rum, pour the ginger beer and lime juice, stir with a bar spoon, garnish with a lime wedge. So it's like actually a really easy cocktail to make. Yeah. And um has a little bit of a, a fun history to it as well. So the cool thing about the Dark and Stormy is it was created in uh, Bermuda. Right. And so it's like... Ooh, what- by the Bermuda Triangle. No, that's not... I don't know. That's I actually don't know where the it. the Bermuda Triangle has got to be somewhere close to Bermuda. I would
0: imagine. I, right? I assume so. I think it comes. One of the sides comes out of Bermuda. Bermuda. I know one. I now know one that hits. It's one of the corners hits Florida. That's and then I don't. know.
1: Oh. <laughs> um. So it was. It is. It's the unofficial drink of Bermuda. Actually. Oh, cool. So it's one of those things where you know, like you know, like Calgary, we pride ourselves on the Caesar. So. Mm-hmm. Like that you go to Bermuda, there's gonna be dark and stormies. Everyone's like version of a dark and stormy is gonna be there. Right. Um so what it was was uh back a bazillion years ago, there was a uh sailor that came into the bar and they were serving the drink, and he named it the dark and stormy because it uh looked like the murky hue of the the storm clouds. Oh, uh-huh it's it says it's an unproven legend but the drink's connection to the joys and dangers of seafaring is well established so yeah it's basically it was basically invented uh in bermuda and uh sailor named it and it just kind of caught on
0: yeah that works i i assumed that it was like based on the the literary trope or whatever opening up but it's much older it's much older than that. I'm seeing oh, that's
1: very cool I'm seeing 1806 I'm seeing wow. 1857 again it pops up yeah yeah there's just so many um, there's so many different uh, it's always going to be like there's so many different people who probably stumbled upon the same recipe like right just sort of parallel thinking but this seems to be I mean it, most stories align with the idea that it was created in Bermuda and it was named by a bartender and then named by a sailor because it the the color of the the cl- storm clouds and the water was so murky as well when that like you know when start, st- stuff started brewing up it was it was dark and
0: stormy right <laughs> yeah that's cool so i like it i it's a very uh, me
1: i um good, uh... it's funny how much uh we're like uh, you know going through all these different cocktails and stuff how much mm-hmm. how many cocktails are mixed with ginger beer
0: yeah and it's so good and now I'm like a huge, I never really had ginger beer before. And now I think, uh, what, what did we just do? We did the uh, Moscow Mule. Yep. And I'm running through my ginger beer like nobody's business. So now so.
1: Um, do you buy alcoholic ginger beer or do you buy non-alcoholic ginger beer? Oh, I thought you could only get
0: non-alcoholic ginger beer.
1: Well, no, there's a Krabby's ginger beer, which is oh, a, yeah. um, is a uh, alcoholic one. You can get different colors and or different flavors in it. Yeah, and that's a really good one as well. But um, yeah, traditionally it's made with non-alcoholic. Uh, because yeah, you're doubling. Down. That's what
0: I. And did you put spiced rum or dark rum? Because I read both could go in.
1: Uh, I went with dark rum just because the the thing said dark rum. Yeah, um,
0: that's the same. Way. Although the sailor, yes, is on. That's much more because um, it, it Kraken and yeah, obviously um, Morgan's, Captain Morgan's Captain Morgan's Captain Morgan's spiced rum. We should we, yeah, for the more the seafaring side of the drink. Yes. Um, um. Yeah. Interesting. Very cool. So yeah, that's uh. It's kind of
1: a light cocktail. It looks much darker and heavier than it actually is. Mm-hmm. It, it's really just lime juice, ginger beer, and rum. Like, which is rum is known for being kind of a beachy drink. So, yeah. You know. I mean, it's it...
0: drink drink that on a dark dark night where the storm is running on the beach. Yeah, dude, that's really what it is. I, yeah. And I, I was saying
1: this the other day, how much I love a thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. Oh god, do I like it so much. It like excites me in a way that I'm like, oh, like, I think I like chaos like that.
0: There is something very, yeah, it's almost, it's scary but it's not, it's, it is fairly safe. Yeah, like, Unless you're standing on a yeah. golfing <laughs>
1: You're running the green
0: with your uh putter in the air, yeah.
1: You're running down the, dr- the green with a driver, yeah. Um, then don't do that, but yeah, it's uh, I like it, I like it a lot. And here in Calgary, we don't get a ton of rain. Um, June mm-hmm. is typically pretty rainy, but it actually hasn't been too bad. It's like two days yeah. on, four days of
0: 30 degree weather, so yeah. My husband's very confused since but this is our first summer. He's <laughs> like, I do not understand what is happening with your weather here. Oh, oh. I'm like, I don't know either. I
1: love a thunderstorm. So typically in June, because mm-hmm. you're getting that mix, like essentially what it is, it's just like the cold air meeting the hot air. Um, yeah. And it because it gets so cool at night and the, like that hot, hot air from the day is just like creates, oh, but it, we haven't had a good one
0: yet. We've had a couple. No, like, we had one. And it was during the day, and that's not as exciting. No, and I you, mean, I was still excited, but
1: and just like the Munchausen, Munchausen syndrome in me, when my dog gets mm-hmm. scared, she wants extra hugs, and I'm like, "Oh, oh I will protect you." Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, are you so scared? <laughs> oh, you're not gonna. Don't worry, you give me extra hugs here." Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any interesting facts for us?
0: I do. So we talked about how there was a national record day store, whatever day. Uh, did you know that August 16th is National Rum Day?
1: I did not.
0: Yeah, so, you know, in a couple months, or if you're listening to this in August, bring it some rum. <laughs> it does seem like it ever- <laughs> drinks have days now. With that I don't know that's interesting. Um, also, I kind of was interested, so I don't know if I'm sure everybody else has grown up like this, but, you know, when you're sick, you drink ginger ale, right? Yes. Your tummy is not feeling well? Ginger ale. You're have a cold ginger ale. (laughs) So I wanted to actually know what the difference was between ginger beer and ginger ale and maybe everybody knows this, but I did not. Ginger beer is actually brewed and fermented, which would make sense then why it can have alcohol in it. Right. Uh, and then ginger ale is just carbonated water flavored with ginger, so it probably does not do anything for when you're feeling sick. Do you know what a ginger beer would probably feel better on your stomach than a probably better than yeah. ginger ale would? Because
1: ginger ale is essentially—I mean, if it's just flavored, it's just sugar and it's just sugar, yeah. a little bit of ginger. But
0: um, I mean, I guess that's probably why we felt better. It was because we were given a lot of sugar.
1: Well, yeah, and it was probably <laughs> you think about it too. Like that's like um, a big thing when you're like sick you're not really eating so you need sustenance right. so
0: and the carbonation kind of probably does something good to your tummy a little bit yeah
1: well that's awesome
0: yeah uh first vinyl record was in 1931 it was the philadelphia symphony orchestra performing beethoven's fifth symphony
1: oh Ooh. Uh, what a really kick up the dirt on that one huh
0: yeah. I think I think I read that it was because wherever they were making the album was really close to Philadelphia. <laughs> the, to the orchestra. So they were just like, oh, let's go down here and record these guys. I like it. Yeah. Very, very so, cool.
1: Are those your facts? Yeah,
0: those are my facts. Wow,
1: this has been a good one. Um this one I yeah. I love this. I was I really enjoyed like now that COVID is sort of um starting to uh be less and less mm-hmm. we have had the opportunity to get out a little more and experience some things so that has been uh fun and going to a record store this week was a blast yes so yeah uh so nice. keep listening please we love you um yeah. we do this every week uh we discuss uh, a new life event and we pair it with alcohol uh, we have bonus content we have all kinds of different stuff over on our patreon account um, we, we do different series, different tragically hip songs mixed with alcohol. We do, what else do we do? Question and answers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We do, uh, learning about what glasses to use for your specific drinks.
1: Yep. We have wine glasses, beer glasses, all kinds of different stuff. Uh, so that's over on our Patreon. So if you're interested, uh, in listening or hearing more, um, content from us head over there and you can get to the our patreon by going to patreon and it's just slash life pairings podcast or you can go to our website which is www.lifepairingspodcast.com and in the top right corner you can hit that patreon button and learn all about us
0: um and if you get a chance and especially if you are on itunes or on apple if you can please leave us a review uh or whatever, uh, device that you were using to listen to this podcast yeah that helps us uh, a huge amount an
1: incredible amount um and as always this is brought to you by the folks over at uh comedy here often podcast Yay. network Woo! <laughs> uh, <laughs> and there's so many uh funny podcast and incredibly talented people over there on that network so check it out um, there's a million and one to listen to, so we thank you so much for uh, choosing to listen to us, and we cannot wait. Thank you, next
0: Thanks, guys. Bye.